welcome to the Mouthpiece, a wrestling podcast once again with your boy Davy Lips and as always, the former manager of Luke from the Bushwhackers, Geo. <laughs> oh God, I'm changed. I've changed my name. I'm not using my real name on here no more. Name is OP now. My name is now Steve. Steve. Of all the names you could have just picked, <laughs> like do you know what I mean, it's just Steve. Wow. Um, and again, as always, uh, our boy Damo. How are you, sir? I'm good, good, good. Yeah, we're still on WrestleMania week between us. And <laughs> we we yeah. haven't we haven't stopped. <laughs> I went to sleep at six a.m. every day. No, yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah, we're gonna try and fix that. But yes, right. Speaking of staying up late, obviously, we'll start with Raw because I actually really enjoyed it. I actually quite liked this Raw. It ended a bit quick, but we'll get to that when we get to the end. Um, but Raw was decent. Uh, Raw has been decent for the last few weeks. Do you think that's a Cody effect? Or do you think that they've just, uh, they're making it better be- because of him? Do you think uh, Cody has had a big part of that? What do you think? It's the after mania effect. <coughs> are you surprised they haven't done like a, a, a draft shakeup? Because I see the reports today, they are not merging the rosters. That is well, no, they normally, they normally do those in like, October now because of the season premiere. So, do, where, how do you think they're going to break? Because apparently Roman is still headlining Backlash, but he's literally, other than them super kicking Nakamura, nothing's been said. Like, and Raw doesn't have a title. Nakamura's on SmackDown. I don't know. It just, yeah. But the the wrestling's good. The show's good. Um, and we'll go through it right now. We'll go through it right now because obviously it was pretty good. Um, the tag title match opened the show. Oh, well, Rhodes opened the show and he was told he would face a mystery opponent. Pretty obvious. Like, you know, I mean, there's a safe pair of hands that they were going to do that, um, which would be the main event. But it started with the women's tag team titles in probably the most obvious heel turn in all of history. (laughs) 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 I think we've all just been waiting and, begging for it like do you think it's a good move for Rhea at this point to to do that do you, do you, or do you think it's too soon yes yes to the good move um obviously they've decided that Bianca Belmore is the babyface number one and Becky aside there's nothing that exists on the raw roster that you think could step up into heel number one um and obviously Becky's not going to be there 24-7 with raising a small child. So it makes sense to mm. turn Rhea because, I mean, nobody else really fits. Yeah. yeah. My but opinion. Was, I mean, what were they together? Like six weeks? Like, has it been? It's about two yeah, months. Yeah, about max, that. It? So there wasn't really any emotional, but I think it's just, um, it's good for Rhea. Um, you think that just now she speeds runs into Edge's faction, which I love, by the way. I believe so. I think it will be her. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously they lost. It was a bit of a mess. I think it was meant to be um, like the bank statement and you know, Liv was meant to fall into the pin, but she missed everything and Sasha had to move pretty quick. So yeah, that didn't, uh, didn't go so well. Um, but yeah, she turned again like she did on Nikki A.S.H., um, and that led into Sonya Deville coming down, which just gave a bit of uh, back and forth. 
with her. I'm hoping that this just leads to Paige returning. Like why Sonya's going back to wrestling and stuff now. You know, I just want it to be Paige to be the authority figure, but we'll see. Um, Via beat up a jobber. Um, don't really need to talk about it. But Mia does look good. Like, but do you think it's just we've seen this big guy come out, squash a load of jobbers, move on? It's too many times now to get behind him. Do you think it will fail? Like they've tried it with Braun, they've tried it with Omos, they're trying it now with Veer. It's all just tried it with Ryback when you go back. Like there's been so many. This just feels I mean, like copy and paste big guy. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. But it's a shame because I think he's good. But it's like ladder matches. I'm just over it. You know? Yeah, like you say, it just feels like another Braun, another Ryback, another Omos. Like, we know what we're getting. This one just does a submission, whereas normally they just do power slams. Yeah. And it's quite a mean looking submission. I wish it had yeah. been around when I was younger. My sister would have tapped out every day. Uh, <laughs> amount of cross faces that my sister got put in as a kid god damn tried to move figure fours cross faces yeah stunnable um that was the really fun bit the ezekiel lie detector test um man. Fun. no it shouldn't like but it was amazing um Ezekiel passed the test and the funny bits was like, Owens, can you focus Chad Gable because you have given you 150 Canadian dollars? Just <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, Apparently Ezekiel's telling the truth. Do you, the thing is, right, so this Ezekiel thing is a lot of fun right now and it's nice to see Elias back and, you know, he had a pretty good um, Wait, match Elias with Chad Gable. Um, but, oh yeah, sorry, Ezekiel. What happens though when... How do they move on for it? Do you feel like it's like another Damien Sandow thing when he was doing the stunt double, like it's only got a little shelf life? Or do you think it can evolve into something other than just a bit of fun right now? I'm going to say it needs to evolve because it can only be funny for so long. Mm. I would say this is the typical, let's hope they don't WWE it and play it to fucking death. Like, just let it happen naturally. The problem is, is in WWE find something hot like let's say Fandango? When everybody started doing the Fandango dance, they started having it random other wrestlers doing it, and like it, it too much of it, it's just forced at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I just like the match with Gable. Like I, I, he, I think he needed a pinfall win because he's got to look good. Like giving him a DQ win on his debut is a little bit lame. You know, if, if you didn't want him to pin Gable, have somebody else. Like, there's a lot of stuff. I just, it's not a great start for me, but it is good to see Ezekiel or whatever. Um, yes, then RK Bro taking on Street Profits. Um, I, Street Profits are confusing me right now. Are they heel? Are they face? They did a very heel thing in this match to get the win. So, like, but then they were face all during at WrestleMania with Gable Stevenson. Do you think? They're lost. Do you think that the Street Profits at the minute are just nowhere? Or do you think they're actually placing them to be involved in this Uso RK Bro thing? So I think they want to be heel. But I think because of the way the fans act and obviously the ties that they've got with Bianca Belair, I don't think that somebody upstairs is willing to hit the button to turn them heel. 
Because like you said, they have one week they have heel moments, the next week they're having face bit, and then they're having a heel bit, and then they're having a face bit. Yeah, exactly. Like... It was a heel thing they did. They they got the Uso music to play, which distracted RK mm. Bro. Got them to win. I, I just pick a side, I think, at the minute. Because, like, sure, they unify the tags, and then the Street Profits are obviously next in line. You know, and they've kept them sort of in there, but like pick a side. It's it's just frustrating. Um, because I don't really know what they are. And I like the Street Profits, you know. Um then we had a bit of backstage stuff uh with Edge and, and Priest. I I love them. I think they're great. I think this whole thing's gonna be great and I think it'll get better. Um Edge officially challenged AJ for Backlash, which will be AJ's judgment day. They flickered the lights and stuff. I'm not sure about the flicking lights. Edge isn't supernatural. He can be dark, but I don't know. The light flicker it is an <clears> Undertaker, <throat> but maybe Priest is, you know. Um, but yeah, they uh, they they beat him down and the match was set. Um, then the big one. United States title. Austin Theory, Finn Balor. And yeah, they, they had to change the title. I think it was the most obvious sort of title switch after everything that's happened over the last few weeks. Um, yeah, it was huge. I think he's big for theory. He gets his elevation. He's he's beat someone big. What next for Finn Balor, though? Before we get into, like, the Finn Balor, uh, the, the Austin Theory stuff. Oh, sorry, just theory now. My bad. Uh, Thank you. Show some respect. Yeah, yeah, show some respect to the name changes, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, what next for Finn Balor, though? Like, do you think he's just up and down, mid-card lost, or do you think... Is it just... I mean, that's where they said that they were going with him, is that they're basically, he's there to make new stars. Do you think that he's the right guy for that? Like, I know he can do it, but is he at the point of a career where that's his thing? Like, isn't he better than that? I mean, it's a good safe rent. It's a good role for him. It gets him mid-titles. Yeah, I mean... He's, it's, it's similar to Dolph. Very good in-ring worker. You can trust him to do basically anything. But I, I look at Dolph and I think, why are you messing about as a tag team, for example, when you know it's Dolph Ziggler, he had some really famous title runs. Finn Balor won, was the first Universal Champion. Had to look, drop it because of injury and then Have got fed ever to Brock had and his, Roman. Like, like, he's never rematch. had... Yeah, like... It's just, it's, it's an odd one because I don't, he seems happy in the role, but I'd like to see him able to do more. Yeah. Because he, he's better than, nothing against Dolph. I love Dolph Ziggler. It's better than Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler yeah. is at the point of career where what the stuff he's done on like NXT and the stuff he's done with Rude, perfect for him. Do you know what I mean? Like, but Finn Balor feels more of a star to me. Like maybe because I remember the Prince Devitt stuff and whatnot. So it, it's tough. But there are rumors that he's going to be helping Styles in this Edge Priest feud. And I think that might help doing some stuff with all them to show how good he is. Um, but yeah, I, it's just a weird one for me. But obviously the future is a little bit theory. He's got the he's got the brass ring strapped to him, it seems. Um, all the job of villains come out to celebrate, which was weird. And then uh, Vince McMahon himself came out to raise his hand. Do you think Theory will 
thrive in this role or do you think it will just be another chosen one when they tried to do the same thing with Drew McIntyre back in the day? Or do you think Theory will succeed at this? I feel like he's had more interaction than that type of thing with Drew McIntyre, though. I suppose so, because Vince didn't really stick with him, did he? He just came out one day and said he was the chosen one and didn't really ever see Vince again in that run. No. (laughs) That was just it. He's like, this is the chosen one and see you later. But do you think it's been good for Vince? Do you think it's something that Vince has wanted to do to get more involved again? Like, because he's everywhere at the minute. I feel like I see Vince now every week. I see Vince more than I see my... No, never mind. Your bed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, congratulations to Theory. It'll be interesting to see what kind of reign he has now because sometimes the United States title, like when they first... Do you remember when Ambrose had it for like a year and defended it like once? <laughs> I think I see him fight once for it. Yeah. Uh, the US title is either amazing champion with a really good run or it's just a champion that exists. Yeah, exactly. Because I think of that Dean Ambrose one, and then I think of Cena's open challenge every week thing, which was great because we got Zayn and Owens and whatnot. So, oh yeah. my god, yeah, Ambrose had it for like a year, and nobody really, no, he never really defended it. No, I don't. I couldn't tell you. Like, uh, I'm gonna have to Google it while uh, while we're talking about other stuff uh, because I don't know, like, how many. Total reign. Here we go. Right, let's find out. He had it for 351 days. <laughs> and yeah. I, crazy. He beat Kofi Kingston 20, 2013. Um, I had it for 351 days. And he defended it 10 times in 351 <laughs> days. Wow. But how many of those were at house shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So the longest time spent between matches was October 28th, 2013. He took on Big E and then didn't defend it again until February 10th, 2014. Like f- four months. Yikes. But anyway, yeah. So let's just hope that I feel like stuff. I remember the Big E stuff, but yeah. I don't remember it being for the title. Like, I just remember. Nah. Yeah, that's the thing. It just kind of, it was part of his attire, basically, it felt like mm. that US title run. Right. Now I'm actually going to put this out here. We've been very critical of 24-7 stuff. And we have. All of us have. I liked Uh, that last night for a wedding as well. (laughs) Way more than I think I should. (laughs) Like, I'm not even going to deny. I bloody enjoyed it. I'm sorry, Gio. I know. It was carried by Mr. 24-7 himself. Our truth. Our truth was amazing. Big assist. Big assist to Naomi and Sasha. Not only because they reunited Team Bad for the walk down the aisle, but yep. Sasha in the background, fake crying, giving it the waterworks, <laughs> was fantastic. And I just, yeah. <coughs> just, uh, yes. It was awful. Thing is, as it, if you keep your eyes on Sasha Banks through the entire segment, they were, I was like, why are they here? They're too big for that. But Sasha was amazing in the back. Sasha mm-hmm. and our truth Made that so much fun. I just, I don't know. It was, uh, it was great. I'm sorry. I, I really loved it. And here's me. Like, I've hated it. I've kind of wanted the 24-7 to be sent to hell. And then when it's like a wedding ceremony on wrestling. I mean, you knew how it was going to end. And, you know, it did. Everyone had little title reigns. And then, uh, yeah, our truth carried her out. But it was, it was so much fun. It was everything I didn't realize I wanted and more. <laughs> so 
I'll take it. Even Tamina made me laugh, Gio. Okay? I even give props to Tamina. When she was about yes. to, like, kiss Dana Brooke, like, what is this? <laughs> it was amazing. She's just moving people around. <laughs> and when they were looking at each other, I think our truth turned around is like, you're going to get me fired. I don't even know if it's PG. <laughs> yes. Fair play to um, to our truth and to the whole segment. The whole segment actually was fun. Um, then there was a bit more MVP stuff. Uh, basically trying to set up. It feels like it's MVP versus Lashley and Omos is just supporting character. Like I, I thought MVP could save it, but this isn't getting me hyped for Omos at all. You know, like it's just you feel like it's a roadblock for Lashley to get his hands on MVP. You know. Um, Come on, Omos is the future. CGO, we've done what 130 episodes. I think it's time. <laughs> you, you just, you just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they set up that match. Lashley Omos with MVP in Omos's corner will obviously be on. Um, right, and then Cody Rhodes versus his mystery opponent, which was none other than Kevin Owens. Fantastic. Oh. You know, I was shocked. I was not expecting Kevin Owens. <laughs> you know what? A friend of Cody's and best friend on screen of Seth Rollins. You wasn't expect. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And you know what? It was good. It was a great main event. And you knew it would be with those two. And I think this is the thing that Cody's bringing right now is these are like little mini dream matches because him and Kevin are really good friends as well, aren't they? Um, so he's had the Miz, <clears throat> he's had Owens, you know, he's got stuff with Rollins going on. They've booked his return so far perfect. And it didn't make Owens look bad. Um, I totally understand not wanting Owens to eat a pin there because of everything that's been going on, like the Austin match and you know other bits and pieces. So I thought the end was great of him, like, this is your problem to Seth. It just at the end, um, he pushed him off the top rope while he was celebrating Seth Rollins, and it ended. I, I think it ended with... Like Jerry Lawler shouting, Rhodes is hurt. And then boom, it was gone. I just. <laughs> yeah, we had a know? very solid, I mean, like, bang, end of show. What? Do you think they were trying to make it end on a cliffhanger? You know, like, end on, is Cody hurt? Do you think that was. Because I thought about it this morning. Do you think that's what they were trying to do and they just Maybe. rushed it? Like, it didn't have that cliffhanger feel because it was so quick. Literally, as we spanned to Cody holding his leg, it was gone. So you didn't even get a chance to think, is he hurt? Other than Jerry Lawler screaming. Um, I mean, we waited through the next set of adverts to see yeah. if it continued. Like, we were like, is it coming back? What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it wasn't It wasn't a classic, but it was good enough. It was a good Raw, solid Raw. The wedding, as I say, it was like a funny car crash, isn't it? You're watching through your fingers. You know you shouldn't watch it, but you can't stop. That's That's what I would say, but... It was definitely one of the the better roars that we've had for ages. Um, right. A couple of bits of news. Obviously, probably the biggest one. Kushida uh, was announced yesterday that his, his thing is just deal is up in it. He has contract ended. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his contract ended and he's uh, bid farewell. And the news today is that he'll be back in New Japan in June. Um, do you think this one's just a, a agreement of both? You know, do you think it's the smart move for Kushida to do? Because I couldn't see him on the main roster. Like, I can't see that. My only criticism of the whole thing is that the last we saw of Kushida was Von Wagner chucking him behind that crate 
We never saw where he landed. I can only assume that crate was a tunnel that went straight to Japan. Um, it just launched into Japan. <laughs> I feel like it's probably a good thing, though, because like the last thing of note that happened was his little thing with Roddy. Yeah. Like, the, the jacket time stuff, whilst I appreciate that um, Hero is, you know, he's funny, it's a, it's a comedy bit, Kushida never had that comedy bit thing yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it just didn't really suit him. It was just, I felt like it was just a case of all oh, these two are Japanese, that's from together. Exactly, because uh, I think, like, he's not, he's not there for main roster. He would get lost on the main roster. Like, if they called him up, I couldn't see Kushida yeah, no, holding his good. own. Not because of not being oh, good enough, just doesn't mix to me. He and... would have ended up being an edge to Zawa. Yeah. 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 He would have exactly gone down that path and. I think it's right that, you know, if they, they've already got Tozawa there, so what's the point? And Kashida's just and, not that funny, as you say, is it? It's just, he doesn't come across as... It's just not his style, is it? Yeah. So I like think the, New Japan is the best room. Yeah. I also think that there weren't even matches on NXT that I wanted to see. Like I could have maybe pushed and seen Carmelo versus Kushida. Yeah. But Carmelo has been doing such good stuff when he was the NA champion that it didn't... You know, want a thing. Yeah, it like, wouldn't. You wouldn't get too hyped that, for it. You know, but if they told, if you told me I was seeing Brecker versus Kushida, I'd be like, well, I'm not bothered. Yeah, I think you'll go to. Yeah, in, uh, they're expecting him in New Japan in June. So yeah, back to the junior heavyweights he goes. Yeah, I think so, and I think that's the right move. For him. That's normally when they do the best of the juniors uh, tournament, so I could yeah, see yeah. him be yeah, in it. be like a like surprise entrant. You know, not really uh, too big a surprise, but yeah, could be like a surprise engine. But we wish him well. I, I am a fan. I do like Kushida. Um, I've always have. Um, I just don't think it's worked out. It's like two, they, you know, square square pegs round holes. I don't think the two I mean, of them worked. It worked better than Kenta slash Hideo, but it didn't work as well as Shinsuke. You know, he goes in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, no, Kenta slash Hideo was made of paper mache. I don't even think he was that strong. Yeah. There's a bit of glue in paper mache to hold it together when it's dry. I don't even think he had that. <laughs> like, that was think... always my thing. Is everybody was like, they misused him. And I'm like, they really didn't because every time they tried, he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's and from the bits read, doesn't sound like he had too nice an attitude either, you know. Um, but yeah, he, he, he came across that he saw himself as the main event. I mean, just no offense, but it was two or five live, mate. Simmer down. Yeah. Um, right, and the other bit of news: LA Knights probable next role. Um, now, obviously, it's all been announced today, but obviously, uh, we know someone that was at SmackDown on Friday, which. Uh, told us that it was happening before SmackDown. Um, the LA Knight has announced his new business venture in the dark segment is he's opened a mod, the Knight Model Management. That's the company. And, I uh, love it. I think it'll be I perfect for him. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, Mace apparently is the one first being repackaged um, and will be called face is that what you said in the promo that the bits i saw apparently called him face yeah 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he said that while he sees a deeper potential than what the world sees on the service, uh, stating that while fans see Mace, he sees the future and the future is in face. Um, he beat Eric of the Viking Raiders using Booker T's old move, the Harlem sidekick. Um, think this is a good role for Knight? Like maybe out of, you know, wrestling and into this kind of stuff. Do you think he can do some bits there? And do you think Mace is a good first project? I don't like that he's no longer looks to be wrestling. Because I think he's very good in the ring. Granted, he is extremely good on the microphone. But I don't want to see him not wrestle. I just worry that Mace isn't good enough as, like, first. Mace is the part of this that worries me, to be yeah. honest with you. Because, like, you know, the, one of the weaker members of retribution really probably the least notable when you see that whole group he's the one that no one really knew of and yet he's the first you know getting repackaged but we'll see i mean i think it'll be fun i mean la knight is is hugely hugely talented but yeah as you say i think the concern is is he just going to be a manager is this like the adam colwell that they wanted yeah. <laughs> la knight's now doing if he stayed, that's where they were going to go with that? Maybe. Because, like, it's funny that it's come about the same sort of setup, you know? I just, yeah, Adam Cole and Keith Lee could have not done something like this, but, yeah. But, yeah, good luck. I mean, watch the segment. It's, like... it's on. It's like announced now, and it? It's on YouTube, isn't it? They're showing it. Um... I feel like it's, it's a good thing for him because he fits. Like, he's got a – he's good on the mic, and I've always – figure that he'd be like a make a great manager yes he would he's got that personality i just think also like watching him wrestle you know that's the that's the bit um well i'm sure they'll do it more like the mvp role well he'll, he'll do both yeah. yeah 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 maybe yeah maybe maybe a bit of mvp role. but they, they really are pushing for managers lately huh yeah would appear so maybe that kind think- of Manager, manager interference stuff might be making a little bit of a comeback because that's a fair point. Um, I get it because the internet wrestling community love to talk about how someone is bad on the mic and someone can't do this and someone can't. You don't hear them saying, "Oh, they can't really wrestle." Like the wrestling's not great. It's always uh, the crap on the mic. Ricochet, prime example. Ricochet is a phenomenal athlete, but all you see is is rubbish on the mic. I agree, he is rubbish on the mic. Ronda Rousey, you can't question her athleticism, but you put a microphone in front of her, and even she said she doesn't like doing promos because she gets nervous as hell. So having people like LA Knight, people like... On the mic. Him, huh? She's great on the mic. Even she says she's shit, so let's not start lying to me now. <laughs> Yeah, if she tells me she's rubbish, it. she's rubbish. <laughs> Listen, you must have had your Taco Bell by now, don't you? you calm down. Do you know what I mean? You must have eaten. Um, one interview I did watch. Well, did I read? No, I think I watched it in a YouTube clip. Uh, switching companies a little bit. Vicky Guerrero, speaking of managers, said that she wants to be general manager. She'd like to be a general manager and have more, more like uh, working with more, managing more wrestlers. Do you see AEW ever doing that kind of GM thing or do you think they'll avoid all that? 
I don't see them doing it, not because they will be avoiding it, but because someone is just too power hungry. Someone mm. just loves to be, oh, look, it's all on me. Um, apart from, as um, we noted from the debut of Satnam Singh, is that his yeah. name, the Satnam big guy? Singh, yeah. Much of the internet was like, I'm not really sure why they did the lights out, lights on, blah, 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 made no sense. So Tony was like, well, actually, someone with 30 years of uh, experience in the business told me to do that. Funny, Tony, because I don't hear you calling people out with 30 years of experience when something's done well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always an excuse. He makes way too yeah. many excuses. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does. He does. Um, but he's got a big announcement this week. He has I a big announcement every week. I'm hoping this week, week it's that he's changed the brand so. of sauce that he uses in his pasta. Oh, my God. Like, his announcements just got to stop. They're really quite dull. You know, they are really quite dull. I can't, I, I'm just, they're not, they're not causing any hype for me anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's got another announcement. He's probably just going to put it off till Friday. Probably just going to then tell me to come back Wednesday. His announcements just feel like, oh, you've got to watch. Just, yeah. Um, I mean. I mean, this is just going to be one of, something about it's one of, a Ring of Honor streaming deal surely or something no so it's one of two things because obviously with the internet his big announcements fall on their ass because everybody's talking about them for weeks in advance because that's how much time he gives us either trios titles or the more favored and most likely is a joint venture super show with new japan to happen in the summer um well, I'm probably they the are show. yeah um but the problem is the last time he had a major announcement it was the Super Show, the time before that when he had a major announcement, it was it's going to be the Super Show. So everybody knows that the Super Show is going to be announced. He just likes to mix it up and Normally give us something different. I have a major announcement. The major announcement is the major announcement. Would laugh <laughs> so I've noticed the pattern is he announces on Wednesday as Dynamite has gone off air that there is a major announcement happening on Rampage. <laughs> so you tune into Rampage and at the beginning of the show, it's like a major announcement coming later in the show. Cool. So you get to the final five minutes of the show, and the major announcement is that there is a huge announcement happening on Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, they just get um, bigger as the days go on. And the it's good just thing a bit is too much now, you know. The huge announcement generally opens the show, so even if it's a not a great card, you can you can avoid it. However, you don't have that look when he does it for the announcements happening on Rampage. Mm. Maybe the huge announcement is he has sorted Maria Canellis because she come out saying that they've spoken about their ring of honor position. Um, some oh. communication, she said. Um, she started her own wrestling league. Yeah, yeah. So there's been some communication of trying to figure out a way. He's reached out to me and we're just trying to find a time to get on the phone and discuss things further. Uh, one of the things I said with people who have been in touch with Tony is that she's not looking to come in and run things or anything like that. She just like the love the opportunity to come in, grow, learn as Ring of Honor grows into what it becomes in the future. Um, so I don't think maybe I, I don't know. She seems to be moving in a different direction with her career than maybe Tony would let her. She seems to be wanting to learn the behind the scenes stuff, you know, um, mm. from how I make it out. But we'll see. See, because she says here every company runs different, whether that's producing backstage or writing or being in HR or talent relations. I'm open to any of those things. So, you know, I can't, it, yeah, she's just launched the women's wrestling army, I want to say. Something like that. 
Yeah, something like that. I know it's uh, starting in May. Um, I think it's called Army, and it starts in May, and that's all, all her. So good luck with that, and hopefully we'll see her back on the screen soon. Um, staying with AEW, a little bit sad to see the Hardys on Elevation. Um, quite quick to have Jeff's big return, and they're just on Elevation with Andrade. Um, so maybe the, read the into reason, that. I mean, but yeah, the reason that they do it, and they've done it for several people over the last couple of years, they put someone big down on Elevation. Um, have them run through the real jobbers, um, the ones that they don't even give TV deals to, the ones that are paid 20 quid to turn up and get their asses kicked. Alan that Angels way, was Andrade. That way, um, in three months' time, the Hardys will have accrued like 10, 11 wins in a row so they can be like, oh my God, look, they're going to face the tag champions because they're undefeated <laughs> in 11 matches when really they've walked into the ring, botched a couple of moves against someone that can't tie his own shoelaces. Uh, yeah. There was the, big the, the family office again in a 4v4, but not Andrade. He was uh, he took on some Anna. Um, there was a six women tag match as well that I think Anna Jay and Ruby Soho were on. Um, but yeah. She got a new finisher. Who? Uh, Ruby. Oh, has she? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. We watched it the other day. Not, couldn't tell you what it was because I just, no. I, I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm not interested in WWE. I'm not interested in AEW. Yeah, I just I don't see maybe she's what not a TV everyone star, else. Is. Sorry. No, I don't think so. She's an she's an indie girl that can rock the house at private shows. I think fairly average in the ring. Yeah, and the hype dies off pretty quick, doesn't it? Like you're all mm. excited for some reason, and then you're like, actually, I'm not really. Let's I'm... get to the other part of the talk because I started it earlier. Come on. When we first called in, you were like, I, I'm, I want to talk about it. So, name, name changes. Name changes. <laughs> okay, come on. Let's get to the bones of the stuff. Get a grip. <laughs> sort Internet it out. Rest yeah. and community. Please. Or get like, a grip. Don't speak if no, you don't understand how business works. Like, WWE <laughs> is a business. It's not real. Like, they're just an entertainment business. Okay? So, like, they're... cut it out. To get away from doing people with real names. Yes. They can't copyright them. They can't copyright their real names. So you don't make any money off that person. Which is the, exactly the thing to do. Is you change their name or you use a creative name. You don't use their real name because you can't. They, can't, they won't make any money out of it. So they have to then do something. It will look weird at the beginning because they have a few to change in this circumstance, you know? So it's just going to be like, Oh my God, what are they doing? But over time, as they bring new people in, you know, you won't even notice. So far I've seen Casey Catanzano's got a name change. Yeah. Um, I don't like the name change of Katie Ray. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think they could have done better. What is it? Uh, Alba fire. Alma. Is it Alma? Alba. Alba fire. Like, damn. Did a dirty there a little bit. And uh, Casey's, I can't remember either. Katana Chance. That's it. Katana Chance, which I don't hate. Apparently, they haven't changed Dakota Kai's and Indy Hartwell's yet. Fightful put that they haven't actually gone through with it as yet. It's not official. I could see them doing Dakota Kai's just so that if she wants to do her Twitch stuff 
she can do her Twitch stuff. Exactly. And this, oh, Twitch this is actually, on the Charlie girl anyway. Yeah, and this will help them like be other do other stuff. Um Yeah, it's just it makes very, very obvious business sense. And I like, think you know, you read the tweets and you just think, Oh my god, people Yeah. But it gets the their name in the wrestling business is the exact same as a gimmick. Like nobody's nobody's thrown up a fuss that a dentist all of a sudden started setting things on fire and randomly had a brother yeah. that didn't have the same name as him. Isaac Yanko. But we're bothered exactly, but we're bothered that Walter is now called Gunter. Yeah. Or like, yeah, Kaylee Ray is now Alba Fire. Yeah, okay, it's not the best name in the world. But you know what? Who cares? As long as she's in the ring doing Kaylee Ray Alba Fire things, I'm not bothered. Like what, exactly. what like, name is. There are so many. Fatu. How many times did Rikishi debut as something before he become Rikishi? You know? Yeah. Like we we've seen Umaga. It many times. Umaga. You know what I mean? Like Roman Reigns was called Layaki. Yeah. yeah. Like, but nobody was bothered when he cha- when they changed yeah. his name. As you say, like Kane has been fake diesel, Isaac Yankum, you know? Like there was many things before him. So yeah, just like sort yourself out. They they have to do this stuff, unfortunately. And you know, it's yeah, sure it's gonna look weird if when they're doing so many at once because you're so used to it. But you won't even notice it when new people come in. Like with Eli Drake, LA Knight, you know? You, you won't even notice. It's the same person. Like, just chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, unless it's a tag team. Then, you know. Then it's different. Very important what you're called in your tag title raids, as we found out yesterday. Um, but yeah. It, get a grip. What do you make <laughs> of the names, though, Gia? Do you hate any of them? Or do you understand it? Or I, I'm okay with it. I think so. I don't like Alva, uh, Alva Fire, though. I'm not going to lie. No. Um, I'm not in terms fan. of name changes, by the way, so the Indy Hartwell name change, she um, she may have started the rumours on that herself because every couple of days she changes her name on Twitter. Currently, she is Indianapolis Loomis. She was um, <laughs> main, event ha- main event Hartwell last night. Yeah, it was check. main event Hartwell, I think it was. Um, yeah, she's just having fun. Yeah. Um, right, speaking of having fun, actually, there was another bit. I found my bit of paper here. Mickey James was um, all over Instagram and Twitter this week. Well, the fan was. Um, so a fan posted a pic of him hugging um, Mickey James. And everyone was like, oh, she looks really uncomfortable. Look at this creep. And they gave him some huge abuse um, online. To the point of when Mickey James actually tweeted out and gave the internet wrestling community. Because I think this whole situation is internet wrestling community at its finest. Like, just jump into ridiculous uh, conclusions. Um, I think the guy's name was was Leonard. Um, and she had to put a tweet out, which then everyone, like, shut up. Um, she put, like, four or five, maybe more reasons of uh, what it was. Because um, apparently he was bidding for dresses it was at dresselmania events and over the past two he's donated close to four grand to the charities so she said to him can you take the photo because she thought it'd be funny and special because he's been so supportive um on regards to uncomfortable she's like yes not because of the picture but because i was tired and my shoes sucked and <laughs> i've had two matches from three days um decorating prepping crying she's still a mum. um yeah, so she basically called out the whole internet wrestling community to being wrong. 
and again it's just it's just for me it's just the internet wrestling community is just the problem with wrestling for me like i feel that with wrestling is a re- in a really good place right now i've enjoyed everything that companies are putting out you know and then you just get nonsense like this so I feel a bit sorry but when you first see the picture though playing devil's advocate does look a little bit creepy. <laughs> it, looks, it looks a bit weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Again, it's one of them where you see it and you think, you know what, it were a wrestle cut on, like, whatever. Like, yeah. people do odd stuff. And at the end of the day, like Mickey James said, she's an adult, she makes her own decisions. Mm. If she didn't want to do it, she wouldn't have done it. But she thought it would be funny and she actually suggested that pose mm. herself. Because she said, so, she's like, if you met Leonard, you'd know he'd never ask anyone to take this kind of photo with him. You know, she even put it in there, didn't she? She wouldn't ask anyone to take a photo. Like, he's not that kind of person. She suggested they take a photo and do that pose because it would be funny. Yeah. And, like, and it, 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 yeah, it looked weird. But, yeah, you know. So, if the man's donated four grand, he's probably deserved a hug. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Fair play to him. Right. I know he's sitting quiet over there because he knows what time of the show it is. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So Gio's yeah. had what seven volumes of backyard wrestling. Yeah. Have you got through all seven? Unfortunately. <laughs> so come on, Gio. Give this us your rundown a... of backyard wrestling. This gift is the greatest worst gift I've probably gotten. Is it? There's trampolines like tubes. This is like the early 2000s, early 1990s, just thrown into seven volumes, man. It's just, if you and your friends got on a trampoline and hit each other with light tubes, this would be it. Really? There's women fighting in pools of jello. Everybody's got a Jeff Hardy gimmick. Everybody's got a Raven gimmick. There's lots of so is really? this the stuff like the one of um the that the insane clown posse did and vampiro major guns was in was it backyard wrestling 2 well yeah i think they, i've seen that one but i don't think it's the same as what you watched they made a video game out of it right but yes this is what this is what the video game is based off of is this is just insane people that gave their footage to be advertised. And it's just basically kids that recorded themselves wrestling in their backyards and sent them on. And there's people missing tables and people setting themselves on fire. There's dumb text. There's it's wild. Everybody's just trying to be Mick Foley. <laughs> so yeah. Here you uh, go. So volume is, one like, is available for a pound. There, there's one where they, it was like 40 minutes of them brawling from the outside of their house all the way into their vacant high school. <laughs> like they, they ran, one guy hit the other guy with a car and the other guy got in the car and chased him down. And then they ended up at the high school. And obviously they know somebody that works at the high school or they found a way in because they they were brawling through the empty hallways and the empty cafeteria. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they got on the roof. It was it was just insane. Like this is the worst shit ever. But 
it's worth a watch just to sit there and laugh your ass off at the stuff on there. So is it like a particular one? Because there's quite a lot. Like a <laughs> there's, there's seven of them. Um, they progressively get worse. There's a lot of nudity because Major Guns is like the narrator. So like her top is off. <laughs> Love Major Guns. A lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> but literally the heavens have opened behind me <laughs> by the way like i am all kind oh here you go yeah best of backyard wrestling og vhs volume one major guns bang in my face <laughs> fair enough oh my gosh amazing uh... <laughs> are you proud that you watched it though I am because it was so bad. It was actually more entertaining than probably what the random generator will give me. <laughs> feels like you're yeah. for a challenge. Yeah, it's, it feels like. <sighs> right. Uh, where do you want to go? We've done quite a lot give of WCW, so you're going to WWE. Yeah, I was about to say, give me some WWE. Right, give let's, me some let's get, me, get me stuff up. Right. 1985. To 2022 right hold on right hey, hold on this is my argument is you can't add 2022 because we've watched all of 2022 and 2021 for the podcast already okay fine i'll stop it at 2020 there you go fine fine right say stop you little whiner hope you get a bad one now Ooh. stop 2004. Oh, let yes. me guess. What I get, Triple H wins. <laughs> Wait, why'd they try to push Benoit in this year? Wasn't he champ for ages? Um, uh, right. God. Okay, you got you got some Gold stuff here. Double style. Oh my God, isn't this the year in, with the concrete crypt match? Can I just give you that? Wasn't that 2004 when they took on the Dudleys? Oh, can I just give you that? <laughs> <laughs> but I've added that to the list. You will watch that Great American Bash. Right. Oh. Right, here we go. It's spinning. 2004. Let's go. What you got? Give me a stop. Stop. You got Backlash. Bring Backlash up 2004. Right, let's get it up. All right. So it's card. just after WrestleMania, right? Pre-show is Val Venus versus Matt Hardy. Love it. Boy. <laughs> oh, God. I've just I seen. have this on DVD, so I'll be able to watch the pre-show. Okay, well, that's Venus versus Hardy. Um, then the first match on the main card is Shelton Benjamin versus Ric Flair. Oh. Uh, Jonathan Boy. Coachman with Garrison oh. Cade versus Tajiri. <laughs> ah. Chris Jericho uh, versus Christian with Trish Stratus. Oh, so is this just after when she slapped Jericho that and she turned here? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Jericho versus Christian with Trish. Victoria versus Lita for the women's title. Um, Randy Orton versus Cactus Jack in a hardcore match for the IC title with Evolution yeah, banned from no, the Okay. That's actually I a really good match. Yeah, that match, both yeah. of them have come out and yeah. said that that's their favourite ever match. Yeah, that is a really good match. That is not... Yeah, you won't hate that. 
Uh, Hurricane and Rosie versus La Resistance. <laughs> Just randomly in there. Um, Edge versus Kane. I don't even know why they were feuding. Um, Edge and Kane feuding because Lita was... Lita turned on him and became Edge's manager. Uh, um, and then Triple Threat, Benoit, Michaels, Triple H. Oh, so, fun. yeah, there's like one good match and then a lot of filler by the looks of it. Not going to lie. <laughs> you, you should, hopefully it'll be good enough to, uh, let's see a, let's see a review. I need oh, a review. Average, average. It's all average, Gio. Sorry, oh. mate. It's all really average. I just don't know. Why is Coachman fighting Tajiri? I don't remember this at all, but it is nearly okay, 20 so I, years ago. So, so. They were feuding because Tajiri had gotten drafted to Raw and he sprayed Coachman in the face with mist. Oh, God. I miss Coach. That, that's, that's the feud. Oh, wow. Okay, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And I remember Benjamin and Flair. Like, that was Flair on his one last great run left in me kind of talk, isn't it? Um, this was, was this with Mama or without Mama? I don't think Mama's there. No, I think it's with oh. Yeah, no mama for you. Um, I'm Benjamin's mama, damn it. Yeah. Um, She'll be in the hall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Victoria, I always loved to. I did enjoy Victoria's title reign. Um, so yeah, I'm all about that. But isn't didn't I'm sure she turns face in this. I think this is there's a return or something happens in that women's match. I'm trying to remember. Like bits of it are flashing back to me. Um, but yeah. So there you go. You get you get backlash. I'm sure you're excited. Backlash 2004. It was weird because it was like a turning point sort of time, wasn't it? Like it was changing out of attitude into whatever this was. Yeah, yeah this know? was kind of the end of the Triple H burying people era. Yeah, and it was like the start of, you know, like Batistas and Ortons and everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Teaming up, and it was very close to the end of. Because Muhammad Hassan was around at this time, wasn't it? Early 2004. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That didn't go so well, did it? But yeah. So yeah. Good luck with that. Um, other bits of news that I see here. Because we always get something new. Just yeah, while, just as soon as we turn off. off. Um, as I do. Uh, there's been an update on Abushi. Abushi is 70 to 85% healed. But having trouble with the side of his body that his shoulder dislocated. So they think he'll be ready to be back in the ring for the G1 Climax mid-July. Um, Alexa Bliss is apparently frustrated. Um, so she's apparently gone to Vince, voicing her displeasure at Vince, because apparently the creative had pitched for Bliss to be involved in the Becky Bianca match. Obviously, nothing come of it. And then apparently she's voiced her displeasure to Vince about it. But it is noted that she is internally listed as the number two babyface female on Raw behind Bianca. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think she comes back soon, or do you really think they've got nothing for her? Like, where do you think maybe it's time to move on? Like, yeah, I don't know. She's not back within the next few weeks. It'll be a future endeavors. Yeah, I can see it coming. Yeah, I know she's... I mean, she must be still on her honeymoon because Corey Graves is, and didn't they basically get married in the same week? So, yeah. I mean, 
currently I would assume that's why she's not here, but she's got to do something and do something fast. But if she's the number two baby face, who's she going to face? Mm-hmm. Like I'm who's sure big that- for a bliss return? Like Becky? Do they do Becky bliss? Like, how did she become, I'm still confused at how she's a baby face. Yeah, Because she went to therapy. Because they were, and they, there was loads of the therapy stuff, weren't there? Like seven or eight of them. Like, I feel mm. like I watched loads. She went back in the chamber, she swung on the swing, and then we've not seen her since. <laughs> yeah, just no creative plans. How do you not have creative plans for someone that takes their characters so seriously? That's yeah. what I don't understand. Like, Bliss, you can do stuff with. Look at the stuff she did with The Fiend. Like, I think she stole the show from The Fiend with some of her stuff into it. Um, yeah, she carried the dying character yeah. there. And like, even if you go back to NXT when with Murphy and that the tag team, she was great in that role. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you can't have anything creatively for someone as talented as Bliss, yet you can have Rhea Ripley turning on everyone every six weeks. Just Listen, like, she was turned on last time. Oh, yeah. Nikki turned, Nikki turned on her. Yeah, so. Uh, Nikki being at the wedding yesterday in full get-up was really weird. Just... <laughs> um... So yeah, also weird, weird part here. So Eric Bischoff was talking about the 600 days of Reigns uh, being champ. And they asked him like, uh, WWE hasn't built anyone to take the belt off Roman. And he replied with a very simple, want to bet money on that. Who, who have they built up to beat Roman? Who knows? Come on, if you had to pick one, before we end, pick the person that beats Roman. At whatever point. If you had to put your life on it, come on, I'll get both of you. That's the problem is who who can they get to fight him at this point? Because he's basically beaten everybody. The only yeah, the only person is Cody. Like he's the only, I've seen him beat everybody else comfortably, easily. Cody's all that's left. I know we've got Drew to come down the line, but I but if they're not merging the rosters, I assume Cody's gonna have a raw type. Which will leave Roman on SmackDown, so there'll have to be someone on there. I mean, unless what Roman's just champ forever now. I mean, oh, they're, they're maybe Gable Stevenson, but he's on Raw already. Actually, isn't he on Raw? Yeah, they're gonna definitely do Roman and Drew for that UK pay per view. Oh, of course, yes, of course. Like, do they put it on Drew then? I don't think they do. Like, I honestly don't think they do. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, you know? Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Unless it's someone's coming through, like a Brombrecker. Like, does he maybe come through and take him? Like, But then I still think he's two, a year, maybe two or longer away from even coming to the main roster. Yeah, I just, and then you, maybe you look at home. I mean, Rollins could do it. Rollins could be it. That you could believe it. I mean, do they just go with a safe pair of hands at the end? But I don't know. I mean, technically, Reigns still hasn't beaten Rollins. No. One on one, which is no. the big thing that they had going into the last one. Yeah. You know? I mean, because, yeah, like you look at established guys. I mean, Drew, Brock returning could be him, Seth. And then you look at maybe some new guys, Braun. Solo Sokoa, maybe, but I don't know if he's ever going to be good enough. I mean, but maybe not. Well, referencing him being a part of Bloodline on NXT, so 
was amazing, didn't Cameron Grimes? He was also say, tell him his bloodline to give him kiss his grits. Yeah, yeah. Kiss his grits. <laughs> and then the only other, I suppose, that's up there is Bobby Lashley. That's literally it. That's like a handful of guys. Three of them are raw as, as hell, you know? Just need to be careful. Zero, you're telling me you don't want to see Veer Mahan versus Roman Reigns. I'm comfortably I'm you know, telling you. Know, you know, you've just made it nap time. That's how we're going to end it. Veer Mahan versus Roman Reigns. You know, I've watched Tamina and Dana Brooke almost kiss, and you come at me with Veer Mahan versus Roman Reigns. Do you know what? I wonder how sometimes we're friends, Gio. Do you know? I think you took too many bumps being Luke's manager. <laughs> well. Oh, also, big shout out if you haven't watched it already. Go and watch the Bubba Ray Broken Skull session. It's awesome. One of my favorites. Yeah, Probably they're doing as good as the Kevin Nash one. Maybe better. They're doing a new table of three, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. The table of three of Kurt and Alpha Academy should be awesome. Hopefully, I don't know. Yeah. Is it Kurt's way of weaseling his way back in? But it should be a good chat, those three. I'm not going to lie. Should be a good chat. But yeah, go check all that stuff out because the Bubba Ray one was really good. Um, I'm going to finish it actually after the pod. So on that bombshell, I'll leave you all mouth watering about Veer Mahan versus Roman Reigns and uh, we'll catch you all next week.